and welcome to Hey Art What's Good. We are a podcast based in the north of England where we like to go around to cool art things and see what's good with them. My name is Alice. And I'm Rosie. And we've got someone back. Who are you? My name is Ellie. Ooh. Only the OGs remember. I was going to say OG stands will remember that Ellie started this podcast with us and then she moved to China. But now she's back and is here indefinitely for the time being because of viruses. <laughs> yeah, so but thanks. All the better for us. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something we like to do in this podcast is kind of check in with each other and say what's good. So Ellie... What's good with you, dude? It's been a while. Well, I'm so happy to ask you this question. <laughs> oh my God, thanks guys. It's been so long, over a year. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I'm happy to be back. I'm going to use that one. Happy that the virus has sent me back to the UK for who knows how long. <laughs> you shouldn't be happy that there's like a mass, like dangerous epidemic is the word. That's very true, yeah. I there's love a lot the word epidemic. You still rarely get to use it. Yes. And like, I'm not happy about it, but I'm not not happy about it. Thanks. Yeah, okay, yeah, you, you need to kind of consider it. I'm happy just to kind of hang out with everyone and see, I don't know, it's just nice to see everyone doing well and everyone's like trying their best and it's nice to kind of come back and like step into that for a little bit. Oh, it's been sweet. Well, it's been really nice having you back as well. Yeah, bud. thank you. Surreal, honestly. It is yeah. surreal. Like I keep turning to people like, Ellie's back. <laughs> Ellie's here. So remember that girl? <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> What's good with you, Rosie? Ooh, there's a lot. The first thing I want to say, it's been a lovely, crisp winter's day. It started off grim, but the walk, like the commute here was lovely. Oh, that's And just good. like as the sun, like the winter sun was setting. So it was lovely. Yeah, like a nice, I don't know, starting to feel like spring's just around the corner and I'm yeah. like making loads of plans and I feel like everyone's making plans for the year and we're all like recovered from January blues. Yes. And like prepared, rested focused Good. and it's a leap year so you get that extra day to do more things with your time heck that's yes. true i'm fairly certain i'm working on a week on the leap day though oh, so <laughs> great extra day of pay oh no i'm not it's a fucking saturday get in i'm not hey. oh but also that's the thing where it's like it's not actually an extra day of pay if you're on a salaried job because you're just salaried for the months or whatever of the year so technically it's a free day of labor but it's a saturday so fuck that <laughs> amazing oh and another good thing is that i'm I've doing something I very rarely do, which is having a cup of tea while we record. Yay. Like a proper cup of tea with milk. Yeah. It's lovely. It's usually usually the coffee. But yeah. But I've had a day, so mm-hmm. tea it like tea it is. It's a tea day. Yeah. Hugging hugging a mug. Oh um, well adorable. Oh. You know. <laughs> just being me. <laughs> well what's good with me since no one asked. Oh no Alice, what's good with you? It's because I hate you. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sick to death of you. Well <laughs> Well, the thing that's good with me concerns both Rosie and Ellie, but we'll ignore the fact that Rosie was there. Yesterday, we went to Tea Sutra in Newcastle, and it was lovely. Me and my friends, Ellie, John, Cash, and Rosie's boyfriend, Jacob. No Rosie, though. We had a thing. Yeah. There's witnesses. I was there. It's photo proof. But it's such a nice place. I've only ever been once before, like two years ago, with both of you guys, actually. Oh, my God. Wow. Just reliving like I know. twenty something. Twenty eighteen. Seventeen, yeah. Seventeen. Like three years ago. Oh jeez. Yeah, whatever, sure, yeah. But that's my good thing. Very, very good. I mean just nice tea, dude. Like I had a light you on. Yeah. Little teapots and cups and that I'm in. And we've got a new friend, Kat, mm-hmm. who's like from the south and stuff, and we're showing her all the hot spots. Yes. It's so nice to do that. She's like, Oh, I've never been here and you're like, Oh my god, guys, let's go. We're gonna go to the Tyneside Cinema. Yeah. Makes you yeah. Want to go. Important. Yes. Very much so. What else is important? is epilepsy true yes and specifically the exhibition went to go see about that so one I'm thing we'll live so excited i'm telling yeah. everyone to go <laughs> there's one thing we'll live here on this podcast it's the combination of science and art and ellie 
She did science. I did. She was a scientist. And we have missed you so much. We go to so many science exhibitions. Oh. And it's like Ellie would be able to bring so much to this conversation. The science. I love the science, guys. It's never going to die. Well, why don't you kick off then? Thank you very much. Well, epile- epilepsy, please. Well, epilepsy affects, I think, about... Don't quote me on this. I'm like trying to remember this number. Don't worry. This is still Hey R. What's good? Like this is all like this is kind of an opinion podcast. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank God. <laughs> general like, musings. We're generally correct. Okay. Yeah. Let's 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 emphasize the general. If you think our facts are questionable, Google it. Mm, it's probably because they are. <laughs> That's an important lesson for all the kids out there. Sorry. Continue without feeling stressed about it (laughs) okay so it's like it affects maybe like six hundred thousand people in the uk and i think it was like 87 people are diagnosed with epilepsy every day so it's like a big sort of neurological illness that kind of affects a lot of people so you have lots of different types of epilepsy so in the brain you have different points where epilepsy can start so with epilepsy you have sort of a a neuron will start to like misfire or like one area will begin to kind of start misfiring. So your neurons use chemical and electrical signaling to kind of get you to do basically anything or like think. So when one of those goes wrong in epilepsy, what can happen is it can spread out from that area and create a kind of entire brainstorm almost. I always think of it as like an electrical storm. Like Mm. an electrical storm, yeah. So this can cause a lot of different symptoms. For some people, it's very 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 severe so like people can lose their consciousness or their sense of selves some people and then cause it causes like a seizure or it causes sort of people to lose like their ability to do anything like motor skills speech like speaking or hearing like any senses they have or it can just be a very like like a light hallucination or it could be a sort of just people aren't able to just do very basic things or it can it basically <laughs> it, <laughs> it <can> ranges be <laughs> in like severity and yeah. there's been a lot of treatments available so like anti seizure medi- medication and some sort of different types of drugs yeah I don't know what they're called well the I feel like the exhibition we're about to talk about is so good at melding like the science and the personal experience mm-hmm, definitely. so like it's so useful almost like well science I feel and scientific research is told a lot through like case studies and I feel like this is just one example of like instead of writing up a document about it they've taken this science like scientific research and like created art to communicate and like the case studies are personal experiences and but because it's art I feel like the way they're told is so much more personal Mm. definitely yeah and I like because there's loads of people in my family have epilepsy well not loads three that I know of (laughs) that's a few that's That's a lot lot, I was gonna ask do you guys know anyone with epilepsy or who has like episodes or seizures literally me me big sister's dog that's it (laughs) (laughs) that's so sad yeah Oh, he's all right, though. He's on his oh. medication. <laughs> Good. <laughs> See, and that's another thing, the medication. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Anyways, uh, yeah, do you know anyone? Sorry, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I have one friend who he fell off a scooter and had like a traumatic brain in- injury. And then that's caused him to have seizures. Oh, dang. But they're not kind of very severe. They're very kind of mild in the sense that he just is not able to speak or communicate. And then it'll wow. pass. And then it's it. Because well, I guess it's like your brain just like locks up for a bit, doesn't it? It does, but, like, yeah. It also does everything you know else. When, like computers like freak out and you don't know what's going on and mm. then they just put themselves right again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I imagine it must be a brain. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very yeah, it's very similar. And it's, the people yeah. I know, like in my family, the medic the journey to find the medication that is right for you is so long and so intense and has like kind of intense consequences. Cause I'm sure like people that have we call them episodes because they because they vary, they're not all fits or seizures, mm-hmm. as you might think. But like memory loss is a big part of it. Like people have these episodes, they don't remember what they've done for the last hour, mm-hmm. you know, like really intense stuff or they just can't, I don't know, it's really scary. And mm-hmm. there's something, and the thing I love most about this exhibition, without even talking about any of the art, mm-hmm. is like really humanizing it and making the point that people have to live in this kind of constant like like constantly alert like right yeah. so if i have a seizure here what can i do or like how am i going to like navigate a situation or absolutely and just like it's a con it's looming over people i think and how that must impact your life like your mental health and like yeah just like your ability like your confidence wanting to go and do stuff crazy so i'm so it's really exciting to like see something like such beautiful like work about something so relevant like it like how many people did it affect it's like, like how many people are people? diagnosed every hour or something? Eighty-seven, one percent of the population, which means quite quite a lot, really. There's a lot of people in terms of population. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, let's learn. You know what I mean? Let's learn, indeed. Well, the exhibition is on in two places, which is quite cool. Yeah. Like, it's the same exhibition. Like, it's called the same thing in both places, isn't it? Illuminating yeah. the self. Don't know if we've said that yet. Um, but it's on in that's Vain in Gal- the title. <laughs> well, that's true. It's on in Vane Gallery and in the Hatton, but they're a finish at different times. So the one at the Vane finishes first, which is the 29th of Feb, and the one at the Hatton finishes in the 9th of May. So you got some time. Yeah. So if you had to pick one and choose first, go to the Vane first and then totally. you can go to the Hatton at some point. Both are free. That's true. And they come with a fantastic kind of like publication. It's so cool. It's like, it's so, if anyone is interested in making like zines, this it's a good idea for one zines sorry (laughs) i mean all words are made up it doesn't matter that's true something we talk about regularly yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's like yeah it's got like three books that slot together and it's just gorgeous and i love flicking through it because it's also very informative it is there's a whole bunch of text on here so it's something you can keep i think which is nice definitely yeah and it talks a lot about how like epilepsy affects people and then like the scientists kind of talking to the artists so like it goes through a lot of the different areas of epilepsy itself and the treatments Mm -hmm. and then this new treatment that's kind of coming out so they had like the drastic area of like surgery medication and then there's this new research it's kind of starting to talk about which is called optogenetics so that optogenetics was around it's been around since 2005 and it's basically using light to influence the brain and basically try and calm down the cells that are causing the epilepsy. So it does this by using a protein called opsin. So mm. when you look at light or when you see, your the opsin in your cells is reacting to the light. So they're taking opsin, the protein that's in the cells, not in your eyes, it's from algae. Whoa. Ooh. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's light, photosynthesis and that, isn't it? Yeah, you see like a lot of like, the algae that's like flashes blue, I think in the ocean, it like lights oh. up the like lakes and stuff. They're taking that protein and they're using a virus to deliver it to your cells in the brain. God, science is so clever. And then that's like sci-fi. It's crazy. (laughs) And then using that very specific mechanism to try and like target specific neurons in the set in the brain, and then use blue light to target those specific cells. So it's such a specific treatment that could help so many different people. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. Well, we can learn about that and more. 
when we talk about the art. And to do that, Rosie, why don't you take for a quick waltz around Creation Corner? Okay, I'm going to sit up because I'm a little <laughs> bit anxious because it's like two galleries for the price of one. And I'll kick us off in the Hatton because oh, yeah. it's like it. the biggest, I think. And it's what, like, it's, oh, I don't know, should I start with Bane? Because that's going to finish sooner. I should tempt people in. Sure. Let's decide right now. Thing. Okay, yeah, okay, we'll start with Vane. Done and done. So, little, cute, commercial union house. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Amazing. Um, <laughs> Got to keep my fact check. <laughs> um, the It's kind of in like the bigger of the two spaces in Vane. takes over like three rooms. And it's like two, the little room when you first walk in, which both exhibitions actually have kind of like videos to accompany mm. the exhibition, which is really helpful and like teaches you a lot about kind of well, the exhibition. <laughs> yeah, so the artists kind of telling you about like yeah, their little, works little and doc. the research and stuff like that. I'd it's love cute. if more exhibitions had that. It's always nice. Yeah, no, I love learning. Like, it's just nice to like, I'm an audio learner. Mm. Actually, yeah, just reading's tough. <laughs> Hence podcast. <laughs> Hello. Um, But when you like walk in like the big space that opens up, it's just like, you know, the white walls standard and there's these loads of like these really big pieces that are made up of loads of different frames. And the first the first thing I said when I walked in is like cyanotypes because <laughs> like I'm just so happy to have learned what they are and to see them so regularly. Yeah. Like they seem really popular at the minute, but they look really medical. There's kind of like an x-ray kind Definitely, of yeah. factor. But then like what you were saying about light really <laughs> fits Absolutely, in yeah. that. Um, and the other pieces are like, would you say like photo collage? Yeah, that works. And then I said the word like in my notes, kind of triptych, but not like triptych times like 10. I think, yeah, I think it was nine. So, oh God, what would that be? I uh, don't know what the Latin word for nine is. So, whatever. That- if you know. <laughs> hey, art, what's good? <laughs> <laughs> Love learning. Yep. <laughs> um, so like the image that goes over all these like individual because there are individual yeah. frames and the image that goes around all of them is like it's like a human body like or there's elements of the human body so it kind of has that mass to it mm-hmm. if you know what I mean mm-hmm. so how would you like describe collage yeah because it's like like I know it's like in the center it was kind of like this I what I would associate with like the self so there was like face or eyes yeah. or like something very like expressive mm. and then kind of coming out of that was like hands or feet or other recognizable like ears or yeah. other features and it in a way sort of reminded me of when I did a sciencey thing at uni mm. and I studied I used a re- like a scientific reference a visual aid which is like I think it's called the human homunculus or sensory homunculus yeah yeah and it's oh, like okay. an image of a human body like and like that it's like as if the the sense like the brain mm-hmm. like it's basically it's what the brain thinks the body looks like Ooh. if it just listened to like it's the most sensitive parts of you so if the most sensitive parts of you were the biggest features mm-hmm. so like things like your elbows and your knees are like tiny yes but then like your lips and your ears actually ears are quite small I think but your fingers and your hands mm-hmm. and like They're your, huge yeah massive oh, and you, it just so looks really weird I'll put it on like Instagram or something because it's like really weird but it kind of gave me that vibe where it was just like the deconstructed like maybe this is oh. what the like chaotic brain like it can't it like gets all its wires crossed or mm. like I don't know but there was such a like intimate portrait element to it yeah because so each yeah. one was a portrait of like there was like three different people 
and they were each done like in the same but different ways. Yeah. It was really cool. And then one thing in the little documentary, so these ones were done by Susan Aldworth, who was one of two artists like who did these exhibitions. Um, she was saying like in the little documentary thing where she was talking to someone from like the British Portrait Gallery or something and saying, oh, like you've done like three crucifixions. And she's like, oh yeah, I did. Cause like, like oh, each yeah, one of them has yeah. like the bare feet, like kind of over each other, like like a Jesus crucifixion painting, I guess. But yeah. it's like, that's interesting. So it's kind of like medical and then just like quite traditional in a sense, but then it's not, it's like very contemporary. Well, yeah, that's maybe why I thought triptych because that's yeah. quite like religious. Yeah. Ooh, and then I didn't even yeah. know I was thinking about it. <laughs> Love it. It kind of looks like neurons as well. And they use like ECG graphs, which measure your brain activity Ooh. in the collages as well, which is kind of interesting. That's pretty Mint. sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mix in like all of the artistic elements and like the things that people use to like determine your brain or like just the medical sort of this is such imagery a, like, that you use as well. Such a successful merging of mm -hmm. art and science because <laughs> the, the, the visuals of science can be so appealing. Yeah. Microscopic stuff. Definitely. Super it's always cool. Yeah. And like, yeah, things like x-rays and stuff. Definitely. Ooh. <laughs> the second room in vain, moving on, like taking you through this like audio guide. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. pop, pop your headphones on, listen to this podcast while you're there. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like at a museum. If you haven't, I oh my God, I should do that. I'd be cringing. It'd be so much oh, fun. God. <laughs> do I listen? Of course I do. I have to like make it Instagram posts about yeah. it. <laughs> I can't remember what I say. Um, so I think the second room is the most exciting because you walk in and I don't know if it's like motion sensors or something, but so, you yeah. walk into this dark room and suddenly it like just lit up mm -hmm. and the walls were alight and there was just so much going on and so much to interact with. There's these kind of sculptures that like seemingly like breathe and like light up. And then there was like all sorts of, cause obviously it's all about the light and like the electrical storm and it's all, it's just beautiful. And it truly like immerses you in this space. I think kids would love it. Ooh, you'd have to, yeah. you'd have a nightmare trying to get them to not touch stuff. Yes. So they'd have to be on like best behavior, but it's so cool. Even a baby, actually, if you could carry a little toddler or a Aww. baby around, they'd find it quite engaging. I don't know. <laughs> like that just like it just seems like you know when you see this baby sensor room, like sensory yeah. engagement rooms. Like there's one in the Baltic. It's kind of like an adult one of those. Oh, okay. Do you not think? Yeah, I liked how that you kind of interacting with the art or you were so close to it, like yeah. you were causing this reaction. It felt like I was like in a brain. Yeah. yeah. Or something. Like that's it, the way to think of it. Right? <laughs> well there's so many interesting like bits and bobs in it. Like there's these two things on the floor and there's also like these like the same sort of thing in the Hatton Gallery, but they're kind of like, I can't decide whether they're supposed to be eyes or brains, but there's kind mm. of like these little balloony things which kind of blow up and they've got lights inside them. You can see like all the veins and stuff on it. Do we all remember those? Yeah. Yeah, they're like weather balloons. Like weather balloons, yes. I think of them as like lungs, just to throw oh, a third body part into okay. the mix. Okay. Ooh, what do you think they are, Ellie? Because like, could maybe... it be like lack of oxygen of the brain kind of thing? Potential. Or... It could be, yeah. Similar. I'm thinking maybe like it's sort of showing the expandingness of like the neurons dying. So maybe like how <gasps> oh my God. big <laughs> the kind of like electrical storm or like the confusion that's causing your brain. Mm -hmm. Like like showing the scale of that. So like it's like calm and like deflated and then it inflates and lights up and that's kind of showing your like the entire brain almost. Ooh, I like that. I just thought eyes, because you see, like, because one, it's white, and two, has, like, little veiny stuff in it. And it's kind of like, do you know when you have an eye test and they're shining a really bright light in your eye and you can see the veins at the back of your <laughs> yeah. eye? That's what I was thinking. Because it is beautiful. It, like, it, like, 
they're just these things that look like sacks on the floor yeah. and then suddenly they just start like expanding like really slowly and light up and then you can see there's these like lovely intricate colourful drawings on them mm-hmm. would recommend very Instagrammable <laughs> just putting it out there <laughs> very cool well, something else that's also very Instagrammable in this and I don't have the bit of paper so I don't know what it was called but it was like um, a long tube of paper but with tons of like LED, well, not they weren't really LEDs, but tons of like little lights on the inside. They're kind of like purpley, pinky Very sort of lights. And... and on the inside of like the bit of rolled up paper, there's like just drawings of like neuron paths and stuff like that. And apparently some of them had like broken neurons in. I was having a good look, but I'm, I was kind of like, don't know what that would look like. Yeah. But <laughs> it's really cool. And it's like just a massive tube. So you can just kind of like look up it and see all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of like looking through, like, do you know, in any kind of. I don't science know museums. science yeah well no 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 i wasn't saying sciencey kind of show where it's kind of like oh, something yeah. going through the bloodstream or like some like something firing up a neuron or something like that they get a little yeah. model and send yeah. it up <laughs> or like just like an animation of something that's what i made me think of also didn't say this room all the stuff in this room is by the other artist in the show called andrew carney so he does like lots of like sculptory sort of stuff and lots of lights and like sensor activated bits and bobs which there's quite a lot of in this room it's very yeah. cool so there was two, so the two rooms had, so one of the artists in one room was who? Susan Aldworth. And then the other person was Andrew. Andrew Carney. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> Clarify. <laughs> Thank you. Did. Did. Yeah. <laughs> and should I like, like use the artist as a connection, I think. Yeah. Because I'm it. really excited to talk about, was it Andrew? Mm-hmm. I can't just say Andrew, like I know him. You mean Andy, yeah. <laughs> or Andy. His stuff in the Hatton was just mint. It was pretty like, sick. Like that whole room, it was like, because that was like the domed room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was just so cool. But that was the second room we entered into and it was like entering into a wonderland. Very much so. I mean, mainly because like um, like the entire like lengthwise sort of wall is this massive like video installation work called Blue Matter. And it's like, it's a four channel video and it's projected onto like three or four bits of like a material. So there's like quite a bit of depth to it and it's all like trees, but it's all, it's been kind of like inverted from black and white. So it's like white spindly bits of trees on black on this kind of black um, C3B kind of material and like it changes and rolls and stuff, but it's kind of like walking through like a brain or something. Yeah. It's so like walking through a forest and the metaphor of the forest is a brain. It's yes. just, ooh, cool. It's a, no, it's lush. Because, like, do you know, like, is it fractals? Where it's, like, a, like, sign, like it's a science-y maths visual thing where it's, like, the idea is it's a little pattern that can recur oh, forever. Okay. And it just, like, replicates mm-hmm. and recurs. But it, it, like, appears in nature. I totally just spat that. <laughs> <laughs> but it appears in nature. Um, so, like, trees are, like, do you know how they have one stem and then it breaks off? Yeah. Like, three stems. And they each have three stems. And then that has three stems. And the only reason it ceases to continue like that is because it's too small yes. for like our reality but in oh. theory it could just keep going i like it and like lightning bolts are the same or mm. like you know i don't know like the insides of shells and stuff oh, yeah so it's very all very cool. cool yeah but the like that's that's found in the brain like that's found in the body all over like veins and stuff mm. like it's all it's all linked guys it is <laughs> and then i was like running past it when we went because yeah, i got a video run... or a boomerang <laughs> i want to run through the forest because it looks like you are because you're like because of the way the lights projected you're like in it like the lights kind of on you so yes. there's a kind of cut out behind you of where you are in that 
like projected yeah. world that um, you, you know you can't quite breach and when you run through it well not through it past it <laughs> like obviously you create like a little bit of wind so then everything kind of moves and flaps around a bit and it's just cool gives <laughs> it movement and which i think's like it's all right to like be silly in art galleries like that as long as you're not like ruining anyone else's experience yes and we were alone in the room yes <laughs> right don't have the confidence to be like that much of a tit in front of people yeah um although <laughs> so i don't know um but yeah like I, I don't know like if they didn't want you to interact with it in that certain way if they didn't want it to have movement it wouldn't have been hung that way and it wouldn't yeah. have been fabric and there's so many elements so like you're clearly meant to engage with it it's meant to have some kind of loose kind of yeah like, ethereal movement to it because it is i think very ethereal yeah well a lot of the stuff in the exhibitions and in that room like in andrew carney's stuff does because a lot of them have like fans like in different capacities there's like um fan installations i guess in uh, the vein one which is really cool and then in this one there's like a little corner piece there's a few so like in this room in the hatton there's like how do you describe it? It's again this kind of uh, see-through black, meshy kind of material, kind oh, of I hanging kind of, from I the wrote ceiling. This down because they were really interested me. Like I thought they were a really interesting choice because it was mm. very theatrical. It was, I thought. And again, activated by random sensors, so you could be in the room, and then it's not doing anything. Any kind of like looking in the dark is like, what's that? And then it'll just yeah activate. <laughs> but like the point I was getting at is that like the fans make all that material kind of blow about as well totally and yeah so it's important like don't feel nervous like it's not that like it is precious i guess but it's not that precious (laughs) like it's there to be experienced you know so like don't be nervous it also kind of keeps that distance from you as well like it's on the inside of a person almost Mm. like that black yeah sort of so like material it's around the room hanging from the ceiling and it's like so I said it's like a circular hanging like we all used to want over our beds when we were like 12. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Like to be a princess, like canopy oh, kind of I thing. I think me and Amy had some of them, you know. Uh, you guys Everyone princesses, did, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and queens now. <laughs> You've evolved. Um, so, but it's that, but huge and tall and like a lovely black kind of transparent cloth. I don't know. Um but it means that like when the light's projected onto it, when the motions are like set, like the motion sensors are set off, it's revealed like it's like something's revealed behind it. So you can't, when the light's not on, you have like there's just nothing yeah, there for really all intents and purposes. You can kind of see some shadows, but then the, like so it's, it just turns on and something starts like exactly how I imagine mm. like you don't know when the next episode's going to happen. And <laughs> like, no, it's true. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like, that's, like you were just wandering around the gallery and then it's like oh shit like something's going on over there yeah (laughs) that's that happened like three times to me and it's like maybe that was kind of the point maybe it was just like you kind of just like then you're in suspense like oh is anything else gonna happen (laughs) and yeah i don't know very well done and that sort of like the use of cloth in the other one as well was kind of really interesting and like do you want to talk a bit more about that yeah sure um, well, in the other one, it was less draped from the ceiling and like these kind of circular sort of things. It was more like on the walls. There was still stuff behind it, but they were like kind of attached to the walls. So like there was the, um, as I say, there was the fan pieces. Um, so the fans were, like mounted on the wall, blew towards like in the room, but there was obviously cloth in the way. So they, there's a little bit of movement there. But the fans all have stuff on them. They're not just there to be fans and cool you down because oh, they don't. Um, they've got like little LEDs on them and they're programmed in some way. I don't know how this stuff works. But There's a really lot of cool. cool programming in this yes. exhibition. <laughs> well, you know a bit about this, don't you? 
You um, told me a fun fact before. Uh, <laughs> I did a Google. Um, I think a lot of the words come from, it says it's from like legal, ethical and emotional aspects of like the, so the treatment that they're looking for is like implanting a electrode in the brain that projects blue light onto the cells affected so that it can like change how they're going to react when, when there's like an, an epilepsy episode about to happen. So it was kind of looking at like, so something called everyday cyborgs. So like people who have had like implants in them and also like looking at like the ethic papers around it and the legal papers around it as well and just kind of like taking some of those like phrases from these sorts of like documents and then I think Andrew Carney's writing as well so mm. it's just got these like little phrases on the fans yeah, yeah it's really cool and you've got to like really stand there and like watch all the words develop because it's like one one fan blade at a time I'm doing a lot of similes this mm-hmm. episode, but it's like when, do you know when you like go like bonfire night and you get those like fan toys mm. and they do lift like different light patterns as they spin, yeah, like really really fast. It's like that, but they're like the size of little handheld fans, yeah. And but they yeah they spell out words. It's so insanely cool. It's very cool. I really enjoyed that because and yeah you do have to like stand and observe because mm. they change from just light patterns to, mm. and I wonder if like what the light patterns came from like what the on the fans like whether it was just aesthetic or whether it was like in reference to anything yeah because it's two different colors it's blue and red and were you were you saying it was like red is potentially argues against and blue was like in favor of yeah so like maybe like talking about the pros and cons of this like treatment for people and like thinking about like that sort of conversation and trying to get like the audience to talk about it as well or think Mm. create their own like thoughts about implanting things into people and how that changes their sense of self mm-hmm. very or black like, mirror yeah definitely mm-hmm. super interesting that's oh, the future transhumanism guys it's it's happening <laughs> <laughs> waiting for you just around the corner yep um but uh susan aldworth uh back in the hatton as it does a similar thing she doesn't do a similar thing but along the same vein of like hey, hey. taking hey <laughs> <laughs> along the same vein of um like taking like words and statements about this like, in the research and kind of visualizing that in a different way in the Hatton in theory which is the first room I would usually go in when I go at the Hatton I always go at the room to the right first yes and it's how we did it when we went to go see it it's it's a long room and it's absolutely filled with Victorian undergarments and nightgowns white ghostly yes however suspended in the air I was going to say less ghostly but maybe it's more ghostly because they're all blasted with UV light so they're all kind of like weirdly purple and then also a little bit crime scene yeah, but crime seamy. I can tell. Also, the spooky element definitely comes from the fact that they're all suspended on like I don't know, like fish and wire or something, and they're all just kind of float up and down on like a series of like um, I don't know, pulleys, like yeah, Raspberry Pi controlled pulleys. It's mental. I'm so impressed. Like the mechanics of this room are just so intense. They're pretty cool. And beautiful. Like, it's cool to watch them work. Mm-hmm. Although, bless the Hatton. Okay, <laughs> I had, like, full disclaimer. Like, the Hatton just always has technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, no. And, like, whenever I talk to anyone about the Hatton, it's like, was that working when you went? <laughs> so, the time me and Rosie went together, this didn't work. However, I went before that time, and me it too. did work. Yeah, like, I've seen it working. So, I've However, seen it in all its glory. A good thing about it not working, though, is that we could read everything. So, all the words... Like there's like series of words, like phrases, kind of like diary entries in some ways. Uh, they're all taken from 
people from the Epilepsy Society and she, uh, the artist, I kind of just asked them, what does epilepsy mean to you? And then, so it's like a hundred responses she got back. So I don't know, there may be a hundred pieces in there. No, Didn't there count. is. So there's a hundred pieces in there. There's a hundred undergarments. Who yeah. knew? Well, that is it like five rows of 20? We'll say yes. Yes. I'm sure that's... Like... No, yeah, that's... <laughs> it sounds right. Cool. Um, So like each of them kind of stitched onto that and... um. They feel apparently these feelings are like often internalized, and so putting them onto Victorian underwear, like things that would usually never be seen and always be concealed, yeah. just kind of worked. And also, kind of like it makes us just think of like kind of like hospitalized and stuff yeah, like very that. Vulnerable, mm. like it's when you're sleeping or when you're sick. Because I imagine in Victorian times, well, that, but in Victorian times, that feels that like they probably didn't really know what epilepsy was. I'm like, ooh, you've got something up. Hospital well, like time. How many like what they call when you have a demon in you? Mm. exorcisms Ooh, that's a thing i read something it's on this bit of paper somewhere and i don't know where it the is mad zine honestly there's so many pages <laughs> so many elements basically it's like the first potentially recorded instance of an epileptic fit was like 2000 and something bc and apparently like there was like oh yes influenced by like a moon god or something like that yes because of so course that's, cool. that's what you'd think yeah like makes sense like yeah. you don't have to really think about it like <laughs> that's also a demon 100 <laughs> percent, yeah and like in, even today, there's like, or maybe like maybe 10 years ago, I don't know. There's this, basically there was this book looking at how basically two cultures kind of perceived epilepsy. So this daughter has epilepsy. It's quite severe. And her family think that she's just like leaving her body, her spirit's leaving her body. Oh. And she's just communicating with like other spirits. And she's like a really important person to be able to like go to the wow. spirit realm and also be in the real realm or like reality as we know it. And then the Western doctors are like, she has really bad epilepsy you need to give her a medication and it looks the book looks at how the different cultures kind of perceive it and the kind of western doctors try and get her to take medication but her family doesn't want her to take it and it's like the, these two worlds clashing over this perceived idea of the illness of epilepsy see it's all relative like it's yeah. all just about context what what's that book yeah definitely. oh sorry yeah i should say it <laughs> um it's called the spirit falls and catches you Oh, I'll put a link to like the Goodreads page on the blog post for this episode. Yeah, check, check it out. out. It's so interesting. I love really it. So really, it was like a blessing in disguise that like there were technical difficulties. Yeah. Because that's what it's all about. You can find something good in a negative or what could be perceived as a negative. Yeah. Because it's all relative. It's all context. See what I did there? Oh, <laughs> look at you. So we got like a proper close up. It was great. And because it's like hand embroidery, that was like so oh, yeah. personal. Super cool. It was gorgeous. And also different. Mm -hmm. So just a big well done. Yeah, big well so, done. Should we like wrap up with some favorites? Yeah. Well, I mean, this one's my favorite, just this whole general piece because it's just so cool and there's so much of it and it's all floaty dresses in UV light. Really, what's not to love? Yeah, it's cool, man. <laughs> but, I mean, just reading all just the different accounts because like, I don't have epilepsy. I've got literally no idea what it feels like. So just to kind of read all of them, like I've just been looking through my phone photos to be like, oh, what's like a, a quote I can say? Um, So there's like one of them... I guess towards the front. Um, says like there comes a moment during an epileptic fit where myself ceases to be as a result of some activity in my brain. I can't say therefore that my brain and myself are identical. I have to say that my brain wipes my sense of self and that my sense of self reemerges from somewhere else in my brain. And that's just super interesting because it's kind of like, I don't know, battling with like two two versions of you. Like your brain's got two different ideas, like right. 
this is one version and then this is another one when an epileptic fit happens yeah it's just interesting to see how people kind of like contextualize it to themselves yeah because the effects it must have like yeah i just can't even imagine very as well definitely yeah it was my favorite as well yeah i'm afraid lovely i did yeah like i think just hearing the stories of the personal account of epilepsy is really important in like making it so that's not just this thing that people are diagnosed with it's actually real people living yeah. with this it's like yeah. not it's not just a statistic it's no, exactly like a whole thing that affects people's entire lives and it's important that we like learn understand it and like pay it attention and give it research because i found a quote on one of the 90s that i just think would like wrap this up really nicely oh, okay so someone's sewed or someone's quote epilepsy doesn't mean much to me it's just a part of me now Something I have to live with, something that I'll probably never understand. Oh. So it's just like, it's just part of life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, but then like, I don't know, do we want to strive to understand it? Because that's just not, I don't know, it just seems so unjust and so unfair that people have to live with it. And they'd like, because it makes me think of people like our friend Emma or like loads of people, but Emma has chronic fatigue Mm -hmm. and like, that must suck. It's one one of those things you just just got to deal with it and there's then like nothing else you can do yeah. no research because everyone who cares is other people with chronic fatigue and they're too sleepy that, yeah that's <laughs> the thing like yeah. trying to bring that sort of human story in and make people interested and kind of engage with it enough so that there's enough funding to be able to do and understand like the mm. disease more or just being even being able to give a name to it so people can hold on to that and be like i have this actual thing like that's so important mm-hmm. yeah and to actually try and help get rid of it or to feel like it. have yeah. the power like to feel like you have the power to like that it's like it, i don't know yeah to like basically it, so that things like this don't rob you of the power that you can feel mm-hmm. so like you can still feel like you can live your life yeah that's a nice ending to yeah. this it's such an interesting <laughs> exhibition powerful i have cool. been and i will be recommending it to everyone oh yes absolutely well again for everyone uh go to the vein one first because that ends on the 29th so the day this episode comes out, let's do some quick maths here. And by maths, I mean look at my calendar. You've got a week today. So the 29th it closes. This episode should come out on the 22nd. Um, so check that out. The one that Hatton finishes on the 9th of May. Don't leave it too late, though, because a lot of people do that. It's like, ooh, I've got ages, and then they just never get around to it. See both of them, please. Yeah, it's like they're like in the city centre. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, like, it's like a 10-minute walk, if that. The like length of Northumberland Street. Or one metro Boom. stop. Yeah. If you want. If you're going to be so bothered good. with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much, Ellie, for popping back on this podcast it's and contributing you your wonderful science thoughts. Oh, no. You have benefited <laughs> so much. You don't understand. It's, it's been so interesting and just amazing to have you back. Yay. It's been really nice to be a part of it again. Thanks, guys. And oh. also science and art at the same time. I mean, Spoil. can yeah. you believe it? No, it's amazing. <laughs> well, something we like to do on this podcast is to like end by saying something that we're looking forward to doing seeing experiencing ellie what are you looking forward to my dude uh i'm looking forward to traveling down to bristol to go and see my friend jess and alex and see my other friend alex (laughs) and then i'm going to go up to edinburgh as well and see my friend ruby so just kind of catching up with everyone seeing how things are going yes how about you Rosie. I am going to see Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Ooh. <laughs> uh, again, Emma, just shout out to Emma this episode. <laughs> she got like two tickets for Christmas and she's like, yo, do you want to go to the theatre? And I was like, heck yes. So I'm going to wear glitter. I've got a full day at work tomorrow. Oh, is it tomorrow you're going? Yeah. Ooh. And then we've got an art thing, like a podcast thing. Oh, yeah. And then 
I'm going to the theater. That's a lot. So, if you don't have time, though, that's okay. I'll figure it out. Okay. I'll get like an eat for less. Okay. Or McDonald's. Treat myself. Ooh, I'll, I'll get <laughs> it <yes>. on that. <laughs> okay, perfect. So that is what I'm looking forward to. It's going to be spectacular. For everyone that doesn't know, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, is an amazing story about, I think it's like two drag queens and like, is it a transgender person? And they're like, go take their act on tour through Australia and it's about their adventures. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and it's at the Theatre Royal. So oh, I'm stoked. Big fancy theatre. I'm going for free. Like, ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'll get a McDonald's before I go. Hell yeah. Classy. <laughs> what about you, Alice? What are you looking forward to? Mine's a general thing I'm looking forward to, but inspired by a brief conversation I had on a YouTube comment section. I'm going to shoot <laughs> slide film this year. Whoa. So it's kind of like, so slide film is one, expensive, uh, and two, oh no. hard to get developed anywhere. So I'd have to do it myself, which is fine because I can do that. But it's like, so when you take photos normally with your normal black and white or color film, it's like a negative. So you have to like scan it and invert it or print it in a dark room. But slide film, it's already the right way around. So that's like back in the day, you'd do like slideshows. Like I'm imagining uh, Simpsons with Marjorie's sisters when they go on holiday and then yeah. they do a big slideshow <laughs> like that. Perfect. And I probably will do that actually. So look forward to a slideshow of a holiday sometime guys i, I hope it's like wait. three hours long and we all have to sit there absolutely all the way through <laughs> it'd be rude not to so that's what i want to look forward to amazing me too yay <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening thank you so much and thank, thank you, you again ali yeah thanks guys you. you can find out more about this exhibition on the blog post for this episode which is at highartwhatsgood.com on my instagram and twitter at highartwhatsgood and if you've got any recommendations or thoughts, you can send me an email at payartwhatsgood at gmail.com. Love a recommendation. Cannot stress enough. Yes. Get in touch. Can well, I also, we, sorry, no. can I also shoehorn actually what the research is, just in case people are interested sure. in learning about it? Yeah. So it's Newcastle University and London University. One of them. Sure. I'm not <laughs> sure which one. And um, it's looking at, it's called CANDO. It's Controlling Abnormal Network Dynamics Monitors Abnormal Activity. Cool. So yeah, it's that research. Well done. Lovely. For saying that. I'll <laughs> that was a mouthful. Have a link to that on the blog post as well. So you can click through and have a have a research. But until next time. Yes, that's all from us. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.